Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's Philosophy Talk. Our topic today, the language of fiction. Oh, I, you know, I like fiction. I love novels, I love movies, I love plays, I love it all. What's your favorite work of fiction? Probably The Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, there's a scene in the Colosseum at night. I've been to the Colosseum. I can really imagine it under the moonlight. Monte Cristo is talking to this bandit, Luigi Vampa. They're exchanging secrets, and I feel like I'm eavesdropping from an, behind another column. It's just terrific. John, I'm starting to worry about you. You know, it's fiction. You weren't really there, John. Well, I've almost never been where, anywhere exciting or interesting, but in, in fiction, I, I, I can pretend to be there. It's terrific. Yeah, it's kind of magical, huh? It's kind of magical. And we'll investigate what the magical language of fiction and how it works when Philosophy Talk continues after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you, as always, from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local and innovative public radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. Yeah, and from the Stanford campus, they migrate to the air via the signals of this lovely station. And from the air, they migrate to the Internet via our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org, where John Perry has already posted a blog entry on the future of philosophy. Such as it is. Uh, so, Ken, today we're not talking about philosophy per se. We're talking about philosophy and fiction. Fiction. Don't you like fiction? I love fiction. Fiction is one of my favorite things to do, but to read and consume and maybe even to create. But I got to tell you something. In some ways, I don't think of it as serious, you know? I mean, you can't really learn anything about the world, about about yourself, about other people from fiction. It's all just make-believe. It can be pleasant, but that's that's about all there is to well, it. Well, you know, Plato wanted to banish the fiction writers from his republic, and you're reminding me a little bit of, of that uh, prudish old philosopher Plato. In the first place, if fiction can, can help us pass the time in a pleasant way, it's great. It's not just kind of like a sad excuse for it. It's terrific. It puts it right up there with NFL football and other wonderful things, right? Secondly, you can learn a lot from fiction. Like, you're wrong about that. There's so, a lot to learn wait, from fiction. Okay. I mean, you're saying two different things. You know, if it's a pleasant way to pass time, that puts it on the side, like, of a good meal. I mean, a good meal is a pleasant way to pass time. A pleasant conversation is a pleasant way to pass time. But that doesn't necessarily te you, teach you anything deep. I mean, how is this pleasant way to pass time get you at deep truths about reality? I mean, we can get you at truths about make-believe, but what about reality? Well, you're making one of those artificial bifurcations that philosophers make, Ken. I mean... A good conversation can also be something that's both pleasant and, and something also you learn from. And a good meal can be both pleasant to eat and nutritious. That's the difference between a good meal and a meal that's just flip -flop. So there's nutritious fiction, you think? Absolutely. I mean, well, take, what's the, what, Tell me about well, that. Ta take another one of my favorite novels, War and Peace. There you learn all about the invasion of Russia by, the, by Napoleon. You all you learn all about one author's imagined characterization of the invasion and its significance. Again, though, it's make believe. Have you learned anything deep about anything real? That's what I'm trying to get you to tell me. Well, I Have you learned anything about anything real from fiction? Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's more 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 reality uh, in in my world than you've dreamt of in yours, or something like that. I mean, take take the episode of, of Prince Andre with Napoleon in his sights. Now you, you can. You can see what it would be like to be a, a Russian nobleman, somebody with a personality 
characteristics of Henry Fonda uh, thinking about killing the most powerful man in Europe. I mean, where else are you going to learn what it's like to be inside the uh, consciousness of somebody so like you, that? You plumb the depths of the imaginary consciousness of imaginary figures. Oh, that sounds like you do learn something. How deep it goes, we'll have to we'll have to investigate. To, but you know, let's see what some other people thought about fiction. Our roving philosophical reporter, Fani Inakides, went to the San Francisco Library and talked to lots of people about fiction. She files this report. Does fiction teach us about the truth? Or does it just help us get away from it for a while? I definitely think it's to escape reality. It seems like, I mean, you're living vicariously through your book, right? That's why people watch TV, because you live a more exciting life that way. And I would say that's totally the basis of why I and probably most of everybody reads science fiction or any kind of fiction, for that matter. I'd say that there's definitely an amount of escape in it, because, uh, you know, if I have to be here, I might as well travel somewhere else through a book. I think fiction's about life. I think fiction is fact. I don't see it as an escape from reality because I see fiction is actually a dream of our future. If, for example, science fiction in many ways foretells our future. It's like, this is what can happen if we go this way or this is what can happen if we go that way for example in the 50s we made a science fiction show like star trek with those um handheld devices which today we see very similar as those uh, cell phones so you see i see fiction as our dreams and our aspirations and it's it, where we can go with anything so i don't see that as, a, as an escape Regardless of whether fiction is just an escape or leads to some kind of revelation about human truth, for some readers, certain works of fiction are very much alive. But how is it that these fictional characters so removed from our own reality, and sometimes even our planet, can create such emotional empathy? Just the, the thought processes and emotions and things like that, the way that you get into that character's head, and you, you share this experience with them, and then that's how they feel relatable. Because you're like, that's how I might act, or I'd feel that way, or I felt that way. And so it kind of validates you, too, and your experience when you see somebody else having it. So, you know, sort of this attachment forms. So what fictional characters have spoken to you? Oh, de yeah, definitely. Popeye. Yeah, it's like, I am what I am and that's all that I am, because I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, and that's great philosophy. Just Popeye. Wallace Stegner, um, Angle of Repose, I love that book. It was wonderful, and I'm sure those people were real. They were alive. There was no doubt in my mind. And, you know, it's like, I learned more about that period of time and I felt like I could go up to Nevada City and knock on the door. Except they were fiction. I'm pretty sure they were fiction. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Was it fiction? Yeah, okay. See, there you go. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So how do you think that happens, that a fictional character is so real that you, you know, we keep this emotional connection or this amazing amount of fascination with a character that's not even really real? It's, it's in our mind. You know, we, we live with them, we read with them, we do all these things with them. They're in our mind, and it's, they become real. It's magic. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Fani Avnokides. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.